I'm Melissa Silber, and I'm a corporate quitter. As a CPA who worked in corporate finance for 15 years, I've seen firsthand how large corporations take advantage of their employees and customers. Now, I'm passionate about helping small businesses succeed while also exposing the unethical practices of big companies. If you're a business owner, I encourage you to join my community, where I share a lot of resources to help you with your business finances. I hold monthly calls with the community, and I'd love to have you. Now on to the episode. If you've watched any of my content on social media, you know I'm not a huge fan of capitalism. See also my petition to the House of Commons right now to help with our corporate greed and corporate welfare issues in Canada. But anyway, on to capitalism. Capitalism as an economic system has been a dominant force in the world for centuries. It is characterized by private ownership of the means of production, the pursuit of profit, and the market-driven allocation of resources. However, despite its widespread adoption and celebrated success, capitalism is inherently unstable, and in my opinion, is likely to collapse. But fear not, after I explain why capitalism will inevitably collapse due to its unsustainability, I will outline ways that we can amend our current capitalist system towards a more fair and equitable system. So how is capitalism unstable? Let me count the ways. First and foremost, constant growth is impossible. Capitalism is based on the constant growth of production and consumption. In a capitalist system, businesses are constantly seeking to increase their profits. This means that they must either sell more products and services or charge more for those products and services. In order to sell more products and services, you must constantly increase production, which puts a strain on natural resources and contributes to the environmental degradation we are witnessing. The depletion of these resources and the eventual destruction of the environment will ultimately lead to a collapse of the system. If selling higher quantities is not possible, The companies must charge more for the same products and receive a higher profit per unit, and we are seeing this happen. This is inherently unsustainable given the fact that the same population who are being underpaid for their labor in the pursuit of higher profits is the same population who must now buy these overpriced items. As the gap between rich and poor grows, there are less people able to afford groceries, let alone consumer goods that are not a necessity. Capitalism is causing growing inequality. Capitalism promotes inequality. One of the ways in which businesses maximize their profits is by keeping their labor costs as low as possible. This is accomplished by using low-wage labor, requiring long, often unpaid working hours, and providing poor working conditions. Benefits previously enjoyed by employees start to disappear, such as health insurance, paid time off, and retirement plans. When there is an economic downturn, it is always accompanied by mass layoffs. In the capitalist system, destroying the livelihoods of thousands of employees is preferable to losing profits for shareholders. Let that sink in. If you survive the layoffs, you will be told how lucky you are. However, you are still being exploited. In order for the capitalist system to work and for profits to occur, the employees must be providing more value to the company than they are being paid. The moment this shifts and the employee costs more than they're bringing in, they're history. Those profiting off the labor are the executives and shareholders of the corporations. This results in the concentration of wealth in the hands of a few, which leads to widespread poverty and social unrest. Are we there yet? The pursuit of profit and market-driven allocation of resources 
leads to a concentration of wealth in the hands of a few, while leaving most others behind. Once most of the wealth is concentrated at the heads of the corporations, the natural progression is that the companies start to cannibalize each other. Mergers and acquisitions, if you will. The pursuit of continual profit growth leads to the eventual creation of monopolies or oligopolies, where a small number of companies control a large share of the market. This further exacerbates the concentration of wealth and power in the hands of a few, while also limiting competition and innovation. And capitalism contributes to growing social inequalities. Access to many resources, such as education, healthcare, and housing are often tied to income and wealth. Those with more resources can access better quality resources, while those with fewer resources may struggle to access the basic necessities. This perpetuates the cycle of poverty and social inequality. Capitalism is prone to financial crisis. The pursuit of profit can lead to speculative bubbles and financial instability. In a capitalist system, banks and financial institutions are incentivized to take risks in order to make profits. This can result in the creation and proliferation of complex financial instruments that are poorly understood, difficult to manage, and carry high levels of risk. When these financial instruments fail, it can lead to widespread economic collapse. In the lead up to the 2008 financial crisis, there was a proliferation of mortgage-backed securities and collateralized debt obligations. These instruments were poorly understood and their risk levels were not adequately assessed, leading to a collapse of the housing market and the subsequent financial crisis. It's happening again now, as we're seeing bank after bank in the United States fail. Side note, why is it that these banks and their shareholders are made whole when these things happen while people are left to starve? Another factor contributing to the financial crisis in capitalism is the reliance on debt. In a capitalist system, debt is used to finance growth and investment. However, if too much debt is taken on, it can become unsustainable and lead to financial crisis. This was another contributing factor to the 2008 financial crisis, where a large number of homeowners took on debt that they could not afford, leading to a collapse in the housing market. The pursuit of profit leads to a focus on short-term gains over long-term sustainability, and this results in risky investments and speculation, which further exacerbates instability and increases the risk of financial crisis. How much can a consumer consume? Capitalism is dependent on consumerism. People are encouraged to consume more and more as this drives economic growth. However, the constant consumption is leading to environmental degradation, resource depletion, and ultimately the collapse of the system. Consumerism relies on the consumption of resources such as fossil fuels, minerals, and water, and these resources are finite. Once they're gone, they're gone. The culture of consumerism encourages people to continually consume more and more, leading to a cycle of overproduction and waste. Consumerism contributes to economic instability by encouraging people to take on debt to finance their consumption. We've already gone over why this is not a good thing. So this is all very, very depressing, and thank you for staying with me as I go through all that. But those are the reasons why I think capitalism is not sustainable and will eventually collapse, and what comes next. And usually whenever I criticize capitalism on any sort of social media, I get comments such as, so we become communists? No, thank you. I don't want to be a communist. Most of these comments are from accounts that look like bots. Either they are bots paid for by billionaires to criticize anyone bad-mouthing capitalism, or they're people too insecure about their views to show their faces and make videos about their stance. I have asked many of them to make me a video and say, 
that and none of them ever have. So I'm not sure what it is. I just know that none of them have actually made a video. There are some things about our current systems that work. We have a food distribution system and there are things that we need to keep. It is important that we shift towards more sustainable and responsible production and consumption patterns in order to create a more sustainable economic system. There are many ways we could amend capitalism to be more socialist so that society is more equitable and fair. Of course, the 0.1% aren't going to like these ideas and they are going to throw a lot of money towards campaigns to make capitalism seem like this dream utopia that we all know it is not. An attempt to scare the masses into thinking that anything other than the current way of doing things is bad, but I beg to differ. Some of these approaches could include implementing progressive taxation. Progressive taxation means that people with higher incomes pay a higher percentage of their income in taxes than those with lower incomes. Billionaires pay a very low rate of tax and we're not talking about people who make hundreds of thousands or even millions. We're talking about billionaires and they are extracting all the wealth from our society and paying less percent tax than we are. The rules have been rigged in their favor and there are so many loopholes that they're able to take advantage of. I am a huge fan of Canadians for Tax Fairness. They put out great material advocating for tax reform and I will link that as well. We need to also strengthen labor protections. Labor protections such as minimum wage laws, overtime pay, and unionization can help to ensure that workers are treated fairly and have a say in their working conditions. It's not a coincidence that large corporations and the politicians who support them hate unions. And union busting has become all too common. At this stage of the game, the capitalists need their workers to have as little rights as possible. Investing in public services. Public services such as education, healthcare, and infrastructure are essential for a functioning society. Investing in these areas helps to ensure that everyone has access to the resources they need to survive and thrive. It's also not a coincidence that corporations are trying to erode these public services and make them for profit, therefore only accessible to those who have the means to afford them. Regulating corporations. Corporations are often driven solely by the pursuit of profit, as I have outlined extensively. This leads to environmental destruction, labor exploitation, and in my opinion, the eventual collapse of the whole darn thing. Regulations can help to ensure that corporations operate in a socially responsible manner. Regulations have, been, have to be set forth by governments, and for some reason, they seem to be hesitant to go after big corporations, and this is what we all need to be focused on right now. And your action item is to sign my petition with the House of Commons and visit EtherEdgeCanada.com. Providing a basic income. A basic income or universal basic income, UBI, is regular payment made to all individuals regardless of their income or employment status. To learn more about this, I, I'll link UBI Works. And this can help to ensure that everyone has a basic standard of living and it can reduce poverty. We need to promote worker ownership. Worker cooperatives where workers collectively own and manage a business can help to reduce income inequality and promote democratic decision-making in the workforce. The best example of this in action today are cooperatives. Unfortunately, many struggle to survive and keep their costs low enough to compete with the giants like Walmart and Amazon. I'll put a link in so you can learn more about cooperatives as well if you're interested in finding out what's around you. These are just a few examples of how we can amend capitalism to be more socialist without moving towards any sort of full dictatorship communism that so many think anyone criticizing capitalism is gunning for. By implementing these and other approaches, we can create a more equitable and sustainable economic system that benefits everyone, not just the wealthy few. While capitalism has been a dominant economic system for centuries, it is inherently unsustainable and is likely to collapse at some point. The constant pursuit of growth and profit, the promotion of inequality, 
the susceptibility to financial crisis, and the dependence on consumerism are all factors that contribute to its unsustainability. It is important for us to start thinking about alternative economic systems that are more sustainable and equitable before it's too late. If you enjoy this podcast, check me out on TikTok, Melissa Silver CPA. And if you're a business owner, feel free to reach out. I'd love to learn how I can help you.